Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And I'm his best bud, Diane. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about today, Diane? Um, we thought we'd talk about a fad that seems to be uh, going through Toronto. And it's the escape rooms that have popped up all over the place. And we recently went to one together with a group. And then I went to another one in uh, London, Ontario as well. Uh, so I've had uh, some experience with them, and I just thought we'd uh, walk you through what these uh, escape rooms are like, and how we felt after our first experience. Sounds good. Um, so maybe a bit of like like history. Um, so escape rooms uh, apparently uh, debuted in Japan, and essentially test a team of players to escape from a locked room by solving a number of puzzles, is what it is. Um, so we went to one in, uh, in Scarborough, in Toronto. They usually, I think, kind of pop up in industrial areas where they can convert a big warehouse to a locked room with a bunch of uh, puzzles in them. So we went to Breakout Team Adventures and played what they called the Liberty Squad uh, escape room that was World War II based. So it was an interesting thing because I wasn't sure whether I was going to like this. And actually, initially, I wasn't going to join you because it was just going to be you and your friends. And I believe you were short a little bit. There's like a minimum amount of people in order to do it. Yeah, this one was team-based. So we needed like 10 people. So we were trying to pull some people together. So you were going to go out with all your uh, girlfriends and then uh, some people didn't show up or something. So being the good husband that I am, I, I came along. And I do remember when they were first like discussing, yeah, it's going to be a war escape room. So a group of you will be handcuffed and in the dark. Yep, that and was fun. And that's when I was like, hmm, how is this going to go? And we had to decide who of the team was going to be in the dark handcuffed. Yeah, not very many people volunteered for that. They didn't like um, that idea. So there was a group of girls and then me. I think it was the only male there, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, I can't imagine a lot of girls being excited about the idea of being handcuffed in the dark. So I I volunteered myself. And then you immediately were like, yeah, I'll do it too. Yeah. I guess you didn't didn't want to be separated. Well, I mean, we're a good team. (laughs) So we might as well be locked in a room, handcuffed in the dark. To be fair, handcuffed in the dark meant one of your hands was handcuffed to a wall and your other hand was free to to try and uh, make your escape, I guess. So it wasn't really like your hands are behind your back handcuffed you're blindfolded and you're in a dark room exactly in like a in like a cellar like this was a like a regular sized room yep so we had room it wasn't claustrophobic so one group was yeah locked up in this dark room and the other group had to make their way through a bunch of other rooms to help us escape yes and eventually we all got teamed up into a final room that was then the final escape so it was really a a number of escape rooms altogether. It wasn't just one room. That's true. Yeah, they don't call them escape rooms. (laughs) But yeah, same idea. Mm -hmm. And it went really well. Um, We got ourselves out of those handcuffs pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the blindfold. I don't really remember much on that. There's some kind of Morse code thing involved with it too. There was Morse code. There was a German dictionary Mm. because it was World War II themed and there were some messages... Yeah. In German. Is there anything um, else you want to highlight from that particular escape room? Because I remember the ending is really the big thing that I remember, but is there anything in the middle that you'd like to tackle? Um, 
I think we worked well together. I know when my friends and I, maybe all six of us, are out together, that sometimes it can be hard for us to make a decision of where we want to go eat dinner. And I was like, oh, how's it going to be if we're all stuck in a room trying to escape? Are we going to have like competing opinions on how to get out? But I think we worked really well together in tackling all of the different puzzles and you know, who, who had the better hearing for the Morse code and could track that. They went into the other room and did it while the rest of us stayed, stayed back. So I think we worked well to delegate and use our strengths. It was a good, it was a good course because uh, it did challenge multiple, I guess, brain thought patterns, whether it was like uh, your ability to be flexible and reach things or your ability to translate code or your ability to deduct and figure out a puzzle, like involving light. There was this whole light thing. Mm-hmm. Where you had to walk around the room and with a black light and find all these codes on different people's faces. And it was really involved. And we did really well. We got all the way to, there was like four rooms, I believe. Four yeah, or five rooms. There and, was, yeah. and we made it to the last room within, mm-hmm. uh, I think, halfway through. I an think hour, so. Yep. Had an hour right time, time limit. And they were like 30 minutes left. And then, uh, and then uh, we were trapped in that last room for a very, very long time. We were. And there were a few things that we needed to do in that last room. There was the light challenge. Uh, and then there was the final figuring out how we get this last door open. And we struggled with that for the remaining time. We did not make it out of that room. Um, because there was a little bit of a trick to it, so, I would say. Yeah, and this is my biggest issue is because uh, it had a big message on the door and we were able to find a hidden like German-English dictionary. So we translated the message and it says, there is no escape. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're in an escape room, so we're supposed to learn how to escape. And there was a code, uh, code handle, like one of those door handles with a code that you had to fill out on the on the on the handle and we were doing it and it seemed like the first code went through we got the green light we got the green light and then you turn the handle and it didn't work yeah so it was like well this door is broken or <laughs> something's wrong with this escape room <laughs> second fact yeah. is at the beginning of the presentation they're mm-hmm. like don't climb any of our furniture this is like ancient yep. stuff from back in the day it's worth a lot of money like we don't want you damaging anything so are we at the ending point yeah. Essentially, the escape is right next to the door. There was a bookshelf that you could open if you pulled on it. Mm-hmm. Now, there was no, like, there, there was nothing that led to that thought pattern. That was just kind of a random ending. It was, yeah. We were always looking for a clue. We are like, challenging our mind. We're following all this evidence. We're searching up, like, words and typing and Morse code and all this stuff. But there's nothing that said read between the lines or anything to do with, like, a mm-hmm. bookshelf. Nope. And that's where I felt cheated because <laughs> we failed. Yeah, we did, even though we had half an hour in that last room to figure out that last step and get out that door. So we were a bit disappointed, but, you know, we tried our best. Even even the staff person there said you guys did a really good job getting all the way through there. I thought uh, you would thought you would solve it. They tell that to everybody, I'm sure. Oh, probably to make you feel good. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. 
Anyways, I tried, so we failed that one, and then I had an invitation from a friend in London to try an escape room there, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're super fun. I loved it. We should try that one. You went to so, London, UK to do an escape room? London, Ontario. Uh, I've mentioned it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I flew all the way to London just to try their escape room because they don't have an equivalent difficulty here. No, I don't know. So what was that one about? Uh, so this one was, this was a fun story. It was called The Den of Deceit. And uh, essentially, your grandfather had locked you in his study and provided you with clues to try and get out. To which we were like, wow, what's up with grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and essentially, it was a room where there were some clues and keys that led you to eventually escaping and some clues that were not useful to your eventual escape. Um, so we had to try and figure out which ones to use. Um, I felt like the one in Toronto seemed to have m- different steps where you were handcuffs or like, I need to get myself out of these handcuffs. That's a starting point. You always kind of had a progression of steps. Whereas in this den of deceit, it almost seemed like it was just, you're in a room and you have to just look at things and figure stuff out. Uh, So it was a lot of just looking at things. There were a number of boxes that had locks that we seemed to had to open. So we just tried to do that and Uh, We did not solve that escape room either. It seemed like there were way too many steps that we could have finished in an hour. Um, But it was still a lot of fun to just do the puzzles and try and get through it. So, I mean, was that that an hour or two? It was an hour, yes. And would you say it was similar in that you were going through it quickly and doing well, and then one like final thing at the end just stopped you, stumped you, or? Did you just run out of time? No, we really just ran out of time. I think it took us a little bit to get going, again, because it didn't seem like there was a here's the first thing you have to do kind of announcement when you got in there, uh, that it took us a little while to figure out and to get moving. And once we had that first clue, which maybe took about 15, maybe 15 minutes, uh, then we started to go through them. But it just seemed like there was a lot of clues to get through. And when they they come in and they show you, well, here's what you would have had to do to get out, there still seemed like there was a lot that we would have had to do to escape that room. So I don't know if we would have finished it all, even if we had been on the ball and gotten through all the clues. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. So one of the things about, I guess, maybe this podcast that we want to explore is just how our personalities are so different. Um, you're, you have a background in science, mm-hmm. uh, health studies, very active. You, you enjoy sports for fun. Yep. Um, on the other side, I am, a, I guess, most equivalent to an artist. I enjoy drawing, um, playing music. Very creative. Yep. Very creative. And uh, so one of my hobbies is also like video games. I'm really into audio and visual. Mm-hmm. So when you were talking about escape room, this actually made me think about a game that is about escape rooms that I wondered if you would try. And I know we keep trying to get you to try a video game and they never seem to go very well because either you get motion sick or you just lose interest immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm always down to try new things. So it's interesting that you brought up that this is a Japanese thing. Oh, the escape rooms themselves. I didn't know that. I read that on the uh, blog TO that was uh, 
detailing all of the escape rooms that exist. Yeah, because the game I'm referring to would have been developed in Japan. Uh, it's from a series called Zero Escape. I recommend this to anyone who's listening to our podcast. It's, uh, it's a series about, I guess, escape rooms, but it has a bit of a, a darker twist, unlike what we went to. If you mm. fail to get out of these rooms, you basically get killed. Oh. Yeah. Well, I feel like our escape rooms would be a little less popular if that was <laughs> yeah. the end result. It's kind of interesting. So Zero Escape, um, you can get this on iOS devices, Android devices, or on a PlayStation Vita. Uh, it works really well as a portable game. Um, you're working your way through these rooms and between, after you get out of the room, you have to work with all these interesting characters. Um, and then at the end, you're allowed to vote whether you want them to stay or not. And it basically, it's all Ooh. run by a mastermind, and the voting and stuff gets turning into this horrible game where people start turning on each other and start killing each other, basically. Oh, yeah. So it's a murder mystery escape room. Like Survivor, almost. <laughs> with with <laughs> death. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the whole facility is run by an anime bunny as well. Oh, I've totally seen you playing this then. Yeah. I'm curious now. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> so maybe we'll check that out. Yeah. And it'll come back on another episode. Yeah, we'll report back. See, see what Diane thinks of that. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So what else are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought we want to do a segment called uh, kind of like what's new this week, mm-hmm. uh, what we've been up to. Um, so the newest thing is we're trying to do a podcast. Why don't we talk about that? Oh, yeah. I guess we should, you know, maybe introduce ourselves a little bit more. Um <laughs> As we mentioned, uh, we're Diane and Pete. Uh, we're married. We've been married for three years now. Yeah. Woo. Uh, we live in an apartment in Toronto. A real nice spot. We can look out on uh, greenery. Doing that right now. We are. Yeah. It's a gorgeous day out. Uh, in February. Yeah. No less. Yep. Uh, three years ago, it was a blizzard during our wedding. It was a blizzard on our anniversary, too, this year, though. It was. It's that was been probably. That oh, we should keep. You know, we should keep track of the temperatures for each anniversary because I bet you this year was the coldest you anniversary. Think? Maybe. Wow. I okay. don't know. Well, last year we were in Mexico vacationing, so I mean oh, that was pretty warm. I see. I see. <laughs> so you would count where we are. Gotcha. Maybe. So if we if we had an anniversary on the sun, then uh, that would be a really, really oh, hot anniversary. Yeah. Versus like Antarctica. Yeah. That's probably cold in February. Yeah. Um, Good contrast. Thanks. Sun or Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I'm a student. I'm doing my PhD at York University. Um, I study exercise and metabolism. This is year three of hopefully four, four and a half. Going to mm-hmm. try and aim to finish up relatively on time. But I'm a student can be long hours can be some weekends so this podcast is almost like a little a little escape and some time to spend some time together yeah because that can be sparse it can yeah and we're hoping that this will be sort of a a way to also just chronicle moments of our lives as uh as we grow older with the times yeah our our just you know normal ordinary ordinary days ordinary lives yeah Mm -hmm. yeah sounds good all right. Uh, is there anything else you would like to cover before we finish off our first inaugural episode? Well, 
I thought it was funny today. I'm also a Sunday school teacher, and I have five students who are pretty regular. And individually, they're really cool kids. Um, their ages vary from about five to 11. Um, so we've got some like really young ones and some preteens. Um, individually, they're really cool kids. Together, they're real loud. And there's a couple of pairs of siblings, so they can get a little rowdy. And today I kept telling them, we need to stop kicking each other. And of course, it went too far. And one sibling kicked another sibling in the back. And then there were tears. And then everyone else went silent because the Sunday school teacher was right. So did everyone go quiet and then look at you and wait for your reaction? Or like, what do you mean everyone went silent? Well, my reaction was immediately this kid was in tears. So I was like... Are you okay? Like, yeah. do we do we need to? Is this a serious injury or is this just more like shock? And my sister just kicked me, and that one actually hurt. Yeah. Uh, so I was just kind of making sure she was all right, and kind of looking around at the kids and being like, "See, this is why I said let's not kick each other." Yeah. Well, I think that's just a good general rule. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to. <laughs> get kicked to realize that like i mean just in general society we're not walking around kicking each other no all the time although that would be no. an interesting society it i'd like to be. order a coffee here you go sir right back and forth and we're just kung fu kicking each other yeah i think they're just they're just still learning and they're they're siblings so they're gonna roughhouse a little bit too with each other i did that too with my brother so you, know, you guys have a alpha, parents. alpha male, alpha female thing going on, like me and my pack. sibling. Yeah. Uh, well, he's younger than me. We should do a podcast on brothers because we both have brothers. Yeah. Um, and I did apparently push him down a set of stairs when he was a baby. Yeah, but did you intend that <laughs> as, like I'm saying, like as a trying to establish that you are the alpha of this clan? I don't think so, and really, I don't think I was the alpha. Yeah. We were a good part, good team, good partners. Mm -hmm. He's very competitive. I'm very not. So when he was trying to roughhouse and get a reaction out of me, I was kind of like, meh. Can you stop? Go away. You're being annoying. Remember the stairs. (laughs) I could do it again. Uh, Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a whole other, whole other interesting moment. Anyways, we'll see if uh, the kicking stops at Sunday school next week and if we can have a little more order with things but uh yeah it's always an adventure teaching sunday school agreed i mean what are you gonna do with these kids right i just i just want to try and teach them some good values it's hard well when they're yelling it's nice that you try well thanks thanks it's a very uh what's the word i'm looking for well, it's good that you do that. Well, thank you. I do. Contributing to society. I do enjoy it. They can be crazy, but I do enjoy it. Cool. So with that, I think we're going to polish up our first episode. This has been Ordinary Day. Take one more for the road. Awesome.